Hello, my devoted flock. You are listening to the House of Bliss podcast. This is Father Cole Harmon. Just joking, but this really is the House of Bliss podcast. That is not a joke. Thank you so much for listening. I am super excited to talk to you today. I want to share just a little bit about repentance. Now, some of you, when you hear the word repentance, it might conjure up uh, pictures of old-timey tent revivals with people wailing on the ground. It might conjure up images of Pharisees whipping themselves with whips. It might sound to you like it means saying sorry or being really, really remorseful for what you've done. And I used to think the same thing. But I have come to learn that repentance honestly has a lot less to do with that than we think. Yeah, and I want to talk to you about why it's important, why repentance is one of the most fun and amazing experiences you can have in your entire life because it just sets things right. So first, what you need to know is the word repentance is not in the Bible. What? Yes, it is. No, no. Francois Dutoit, the author of the Mirror Bible Translation, he points out in his notes that the word repentance is actually a Latin word. But raise your hand if you're listening and you know that the Bible was not written in Latin. It was written, well, the New Testament was written in Greek and the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. Um, The word repentance is a Latin term that actually does not match the Greek or the Hebrew in this case. Um... Penance, the, the word repent, it comes from the word penance, which means to give payment, uh, which means to, to give sacrifice for. And the word re was sort of added to it so that it could be a continuous sort of thing. So that when people hear the word repent, they would think, ah, I need to continue to make payment for my sins. Now, the odd thing about that is back in the day, the Catholic Church actually was taking literal payments of money uh, for people's sins. So you can see why that word would be very advantageous to religion. But actually, when you dive into the Greek and Hebrew, you have sort of two kind of main concepts. The Greek word for repentance is metanoia. And what that basically means is a radical heart shift. It means it's the kind of thing where you have an awakening. Uh, It's where something inside of you gets a revelation and you wake up and you realize something different that causes you to move in a different direction. So for example, the apostle Paul, while he was still going by Saul, you know, he's persecuting Christians. Um, you know, he's a bad dude. And then he has a has an encounter with Jesus Christ where he sees him as a bright light, knocks him off his horse, and he goes blind. And then, like, his life completely, completely flips around. So repentance is not just the fruit or the action of changing your life, but the word metanoia deals with what happens internally first that produces that action. Now, interestingly, the Hebrew word uh, for for sin 
is the word Chet. Sorry if your name's Chet, I love you. But Chet means to go astray. This is all according to myjewishlearning.com, by the way, if you would like to look this up for yourself. And the word Teshuva is is uh, where we would translate repentance. So Teshuva is a loaded, loaded word with tons and tons of things and aspects that I just cannot get into here. But in its most basic form, it means to return to the paths of righteousness. So here's what I kind of want to talk to you about today. It says in Proverbs, there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is death. Now think about that for just a moment. It seems right to you. So when you grow up, uh, in a culture, there might be a way of the culture where they tell you these are what our values are. This is what it means to be a human being or a man or a woman. Uh, and these are those things. And so uh, follow this and you will have success or happiness or whatever. So when you grow up in that, it seems right to you. There's nothing about it that seems wrong. Now in America, I would probably say that that narrative would be like the American dream. You just pull yourself up by your bootstraps, work hard, get a job, get a family, get a house, get some attention maybe. If you're in the elite, you know, get a lot of money, a lot of fame, power, fortune, what ever maybe political office okay but the thing is those people that have all of those things are by and large still miserable celebrities are still killing themselves marriages are ending in ruins left and right in hollywood uh it just it's it's a mess you can tell these people are a mess we enjoy the fact that they're a mess we we write articles and read tabloids about it right it's it's almost like a big joke it's just accepted but we don't think about it that these guys pretty much represent everything that our culture says is good but jesus comes along and says that way might seem right to you to pursue those things but its way is death. It is death. So the way of Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that Jesus is impractical. He cares about all kinds of stuff, but the way of Jesus goes against the grain of that cultural narrative that we all inherit from our various walks of life, uh, that this is the way to happiness. Jesus says he had attracted a very large crowd. Probably thousands of people are sitting and waiting for his teaching. And <laughs> any of us in that situation might find ourselves going like, wow, like this is great. I've made it. I've got a following. I better deliver, better give a great sermon. What does Jesus do? He said, I want you to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And all the religious who's who is there. And they're going, What? What are you talking about? That's not only against our Jewish law, that's disgusting. And Jesus doesn't explain it and go, well, what I'm saying is it's a metaphor for it. No, no, no. He just lays into it. He just keeps going. That's what I said. I'm the bread of heaven. You got to eat my flesh and drink my blood or you have no part in me. And what does it say? It says, uh, and many walked with him no more. They turned and, and walked with him no more that day. And even his own disciples are saying, Jesus, this is a hard teaching. Like, what are you saying? So there's Jesus, the, the genius marketer, promoter, PR guy. 
he's completely turned away his following because Jesus knows that the happiness is not in the numbers. <laughs> he's interested in depth. He's interested in something different. I mean, there's I can give you examples all day long about how Jesus does everything backwards. If you want to conquer your enemies, you got to love your enemies. If you want to live, you must die. I mean, it, it, it all is so upside down. And when you start to live that way, when you start to actually follow the voice of Jesus and, and live a spirit-led life, it can look like you've lost your dang mind to all your friends, to all your family. They may not get it. They may not understand what you're going for. You might be saying no to lots of really good and legitimate opportunities where people are like, what are you doing? Why would you say no to that? Or why would you say yes to this? Because the path that Jesus wants to lead you on, the path of righteousness It doesn't look like the way that seems right. And so you'll find yourself in this crazy place where um, you might find yourself consistently or maybe even just occasionally returning to that path where it's the way that seems right to a man, but it's not the path of righteousness. So repentance is when God gives you a revelation of the gospel, of your identity, of who you are, of the kind of amazing bliss life that he wants you to live, and your eyes open, and all of a sudden, you see your life differently. You see the things in your life differently. You see the things you give your time and your money to very differently, and suddenly you go, Oh, that's why I was feeling burnt out. That's why I was feeling worn out. That's why I was stuck in toil or uh, feeling depressed or empty or alone or isolated because I found myself getting swept along in the way that seems right to a man. The culture uh, tells us you need these things. And yeah, and so when you have that awakening, it's the most easy and natural thing in the world to get rid of these dead weights. Uh, Hebrews talks about, um, it says to uh, throw off, you know, the sins that so ingly entangle us. It also talks about dead weights. It's when you just carry a bunch of extra junk. It's not always, repentance isn't always just like getting rid of something that's morally wrong. Like you're not snorting crack, but maybe you're like me who I started a podcast. I started reading all these articles on the internet about how to advertise and how to get this and how to get that and how to build a following and what you got to do to make it as a successful podcaster. And along comes Jesus Christ and tells me, I want you to stop advertising your podcasts. It went against everything that I knew about podcasting, but I found so much more life in it. Or another thing, part of the reason why I keep missing weeks is because I was realizing that I was a slave to uh, a mindset that said, you've got to do it every single week. You've got to do it right on time. And Jesus is saying, instead, I want you to be led by inspiration. Post when you feel like it. Post when something is there to be said. Otherwise, don't give in to that because it will just lead you to burnout and uh, distress. And that's exactly what was going on. I had something of a mini breakdown and God gave me a fresh reset on my identity that I'm a son, that I was made to live in the garden of Eden with him, walk with him in the cool of the day, to not toil by the sweat of my brow, but to be provided for by him, to 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 do something in the world that to me it feels like play, but it sets captives free and it has fulfillment to it and all of that stuff. Uh, I got a fresh awakening to that and I just am like, look at all these things in my life that I was saying yes to that were wearing me out. And so here's something 
that might be a secret or it might be news to you, but the kingdom of God runs differently than the world. <laughs> uh, and so if you find yourself in a place in life where you're stuck or just running around the hamster wheel of life and religion, it is okay to make changes. It's okay to cut stuff out. It's okay to say no to things that culture says that you must say yes to. Maybe you hate your job. Well, I have news for you. Jesus doesn't want you to be stuck hating your job. Maybe there's something better out there for you that he would love to show you, or maybe it's just too demanding. Like you've got bills to pay, you've got a huge house, you've got kids with sports and all this stuff. What if you downsized your house because you realized that having the peace of mind and having less work in your life, having less busyness in your life is actually worth living in a smaller house if that's what needs to take place. Like, I cannot tell you what that is. And a lot of times the church will try. They will just turn this beautiful truth of repentance into the exact opposite thing. And it becomes sort of a backdoor back to that path of the way that seems right to a man. They'll tell you, you got to get rid of this in your life. You got to get rid of that. You got to do this. You got to fast more often. You got to do, 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 do. You got to get on this treadmill of doing things, the right things. But listen, the only thing that can activate that true fruit of repentance is an awakening to the spirit of Jesus. It's an awakening. It's seeing him as he is and seeing you as you truly are. And when that happens, all of a sudden, it's like it's like a consuming fire comes into your life and just burns up all the extra stuff that does not produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and all the beautiful fruit of the spirit. Oh, I might have touched on this last time, uh, but uh, Katie and I, just a few examples of the things that we did. Um, we cut out uh, some very specific types of junk food. We got rid of our TV. We, I am actually in the process of switching back to a flip phone, getting rid of my smartphone. I quit Facebook. Uh all of that stuff, you might hear that and go, oh, I should copy that. No, 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 You need to do whatever you feel like you need to do after you experience Jesus in his fullness. It will become clear to you. But think about the Apostle Paul. He went from a terrorist towards the church to being the greatest evangelist the world has ever known. How did that happen? Did he try hard? Did he squeeze out remorse for Jesus? No, he just saw Jesus, got a revelation of his identity, and immediately after, his actions followed suit. So what is repentance? Repentance is two things. It's a metanoia. It is a dramatic inner heart shift that leads to a change in actions, and it is a change of path. When you find yourself walking down the way that seems right to a man that leads to death, it is the realization that goes off in your heart, oh, oh, I was walking down the wrong path. And it is just a simple transfer over to following the way of Jesus, which is bliss, which is life, which is goodness, which is joy. Yeah. And so I'm going to pray for you right now. So go ahead and put your hand on your heart. And if that is sounds like amazing to you, it sounds refreshing to you, I want you to just sit there and receive as I pray over you, Lord Jesus, my friend, my God, my lover, my king, 
Jesus, right now, I ask you to awaken hearts and minds where people have been stuck, where they've had idols in their lives, where they've had things and dead weights and maybe even possibly sins or um, vices in their life that are not helping them. Lord, I pray that you just give them a fresh revelation of their identity, a fresh revelation of who you are, that you would go off like a bomb inside their spirit, the love that you have for them, the intentions that you have for their life, and that the fruit afterwards would just be that they would have the desire, this compelling desire to clean house, start over, and enjoy walking as a brand new babe on the path of life. I bless you in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. Love you guys.